Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. God never intended man to carry his burden alone. Christ therefore deals only in yokes. A yoke is a neck harness for two. And the Lord himself pleads to be one of the two. He wants to share the labor of any difficult task. The secret of peace and victory in the Christian life is found in putting off the taxing collar of self, me, and accepting the master's relaxing yoke. So many people today are trying to tackle life alone. They think they can find peace and happiness on their own. But God gives us the secret of victory and peace in the Christian life. Do you know what it is? It is a yoke collar for two. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminds us that you and I were never intended to do life alone. We were made for Him. We were made to be yoked together in a loving relationship with the living God. Jesus offers us not just salvation and not just take his yoke upon us, but to learn from him, to become a lifelong apprentice of Jesus Christ. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, My Yoke Fits Perfectly. In other words, Peter says, are you going to try to add these rules and regulations? I mean, we go back into generations. My great, 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 great grandfather, he could never, ever be good enough to please God. And you're gonna, it never worked. And you're going to add it to these new people? Notice how clear he makes it. Verse 11. No. We believe it is through the, circle it, grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved. Just as they are. So what was he saying? Well, if you're here today and you've got religion and it's got you burdened, get rid of it. Come to Christ by, by faith and then grace. That's all you do. You believe that he died for you. You do that. You come to him. Now, look, go back to Matthew. Chapter 11, right where you were, look at verse 28 again. If I come to Christ, whether I'm a kind of a brilliant atheist or agnostic and not sure there's a God, but I finally go, okay, I'm, I can't do life alone. Or I'm a religious person, I go, hmm, that's not going to get me there. So I won't be weary anymore and I won't be burdened anymore. What will I get? Notice, I will, circle this word in verse 20, I will give, circle it, I will give you rest. You see, the rest is a gift that comes as a result of accepting Jesus Christ's invitation. Jesus says, you come, I'll gladly give you the gift of salvation. Just believe and receive through that faith and grace. 
The reason I can do this? Well, he hadn't done it yet, but he would. On the cross, Jesus would take all of your sin and all of mine, and he paid for it forever. So I don't have to work for my salvation. By the way, it never works. It never will equal salvation. So I become a believer by those two words, faith, I believe that God died for me, and grace, I accept the gift. Do I earn it? No, I don't. It's a gift. You can't earn it. So this was the incredible message. Come to me. I'll give you rest. It's equal to salvation. Then Jesus says something like this. You're now Christians. You're going to heaven. You have the gift of salvation. I'm so glad you accepted me. I've come to live in your heart now. Wonderful. By the way, that's the end of the service. There is no more. I have nothing else really to say to you. Glad that you got your free pass to heaven. See you. Service is over. You think that would have been it? Listen very closely. Huge percentage of Christians, their relationship with God stops right here. It's the end. I got what I need. See ya. It doesn't stop here. We only have the first invitation. How many did I tell you there were? Three. You look at your life this morning. Has it stopped here? For the majority of Christians in this country, it stops right here. Because it's all about me. I'll get to church when I want to get there. I'll come when I want to get there. But see, it's all about, you look at your life, it's about you. It's not about God. Thanks for salvation. I couldn't do that part, but the rest, oh, I can do. Wrong. I hope you remember this morning's teaching. God showed me this, these next two phases, and I want to challenge you to accept both of those invitations. You've already turned to Matthew. Let's take a look at the next invitation. See, salvation is the starting point. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Understand what I just did. I said, Pastor Mark, this, this must be your deal. These three invitations, they're your deal. We know who, how you are. You like to exhort people. They're your deal. They're not my deal. I'm teaching what Jesus did. These are three invitations given at one time. To people who had just accepted the first. Here's the second invitation. Write it down. Number two. Take my yoke. I'll explain that in a moment. That was an invitation. Can't force you. An invitation to discipleship. Or a term maybe we're more used to in the real world. Apprenticeship. Apprenticeship. Take my yoke. Apprenticeship, discipleship. We know, notice my yoke. You know what a real yoke is, kind of made out of wood and oxen or whatever. When we're in India, we watch this all the time. And these animals are kind of disciplined because, well, that's, they can't move out of that. One always takes the lead. So this ox 
yoke is kind of a picture of discipline, of discipleship. Well, when Jesus said, my yoke, it did mean that, but there was a spiritual application, a metaphor that the Jews knew that we wouldn't understand. You see, in New Testament times, when a young man wanted to become a rabbi, he would listen to these rabbis talk. Now, the rabbis always taught the Torah, and they would have different interpretations. Some would say, this is what it means to follow, this is what this verse means, and somebody else would say, no, this is what the verse means. And what they would do is they would always say, well, I believe this verse means this because this certain, certain rabbi, Hillel, way back here, said this. They would always quote another rabbi. When Jesus came, he didn't quote other rabbis. He quoted God because he was God. He says, this is what it means. And the people said this. You'll find it many times in the news. Wow, we've never heard teaching like that. Why? Because it was the real meaning. It was given with authority. So this yoke, these young men trying to become a rabbi, they'd say this. uh, I want to take your yoke. Well, what that yoke simply meant was the lifestyle of the rabbi. What that meant is spiritually. A yoke was a picture of a submitted lifestyle to the teacher. In other words, by the word yoke, you can just say this. A yoke equals the way of the teacher. Jesus says, take my yoke. I want you to join me in my way of living. My lifestyle. Now, when you had two animals together, usually there would be one that would be the lead. This person, this animal was trained. He knew you put a younger with him and the older one would just show him. So Jesus said, you come and take my yoke. This young boy that wanted to become a rabbi would say, I want to take your yoke, your way of living and model my life after it. I want to be an apprentice. So that's exactly what Jesus says here. He says, I want you to take my yoke. It's not hard for you to get. Here's Jesus. And he says to us, take my yoke. And then he begins a lifestyle. And when he begins a lifestyle, you don't go, I don't want to go that way. You go, I want to be an apprentice. I want to go that way. So we begin, it's a relationship. We're a team. He's the leader. How does me church fit into that? It doesn't. I'll read my Bible when I want to. You know, I have a hard time with finances. I'm not going to give any money to you, God. But I'd like to know what everybody else gives. What is that? It's all about me. So when I take the yoke, it's a form of apprenticeship. It's a form of discipleship. It's it's a lifestyle that's going to take place. God says, come on, you're saved. Take my yoke. Are you yoked with God? See, it doesn't stop at come to me. It doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there. He said, there's another step. Take my yoke. Get yoked. Get yoked with me. We're going to do life together. There's a third one. Write it. He says also, learn from me. In other words, it's an invitation to an ongoing relationship 
of becoming like Jesus. I'm not just submitted to God in his way, but my goal is to become like the teacher. I'm the apprentice. I'm looking to become like the master. The rabbi wannabe would say to the rabbi, I want your yoke. I want to learn your way of life. I want to understand your interpretation of the Torah. I want to become like you. Just recently, there was a bunch of first graders visiting the international airport. And they sat there and they watched these 747s come in and take off and all these. And it's just incredible. And the teacher said to these little first graders, isn't it wonderful that we have so many airplanes? And, and she said, just think a few years ago, we didn't even have automobiles. And one little first grader piped up and he said, well, then how did people get to the airport to take their flight? <laughs> we all still have a lot to learn, don't we? You look at that little first grade and say, well, hello, what a stupid question. I still ask some stupid questions of God, do you? You know, I've been at this, that first invitation, come unto me, I did that at the age of five. I'm 57 years later. I'm still yoked and learning a lot. You know, the more I learn, I realize one thing. I got a lot more to learn. Don't you? You see, can you imagine? Wait a minute. A a lifetime of apprenticeship. Wow. I'm not doing this thing alone. I've got God. He's right next to me. It's real. Incredible. Wow. An apprentice who never ever stops learning. Here's a fact of life. Every single person, Christian, non-Christian, doesn't matter. They are simply yoked to someone or something. Every person in life is following someone, a path of life. They're submitted to a, a person or a lifestyle. May not be Jesus, but they're submitted to someone. I want to give us some ideas of being submitted to people in their way of life and see how you think that would affect you. Let's take a look. We'll have three examples. You're the apprentice of Donald Trump. What would you learn from Donald Trump? Would you heard Donald Trump saying something like this? Come unto me, all you that are weary, and you, I'm gentle of heart. Would you learn that from Donald Trump? Would his way of life be, well, would it be more ruthless? In fact, what you're going to hear from Donald Trump quite often is what? You're fired. I can't stand you. You're no good. That'd be exciting. By the way, do you think that's a lifestyle in our business world today? Absolutely it is. Doesn't matter what you do, get to the top. Many people today are yoked to a Donald Trump. Well, let's take a look at Hugh Hefner. Do you think you'll find true happiness? I know some of you already say, Pastor Mark, I'd like to try for just a couple weeks. Let me ask you again. Donald Trump. No, you don't want him. You have to. Probably tonight he's, he's in bed with one or two or three, whatever. He's been doing that for a long time. But you know, I bet you Solomon had a meet. Solomon had a thousand wives and concubines and he never found satisfaction. You're going to find it on the web? Looking at the porn? Mm-mm. Not a chance. Well, 
You ladies, let's take a look at Oprah. Wonderful lady, full of wisdom, fairly generous, incredibly successful. Will you find truth following her? When she was a little girl, you would have found it because she believed in Jesus Christ being the only way. You know what she says today? There's many ways to God. So you could be yoked to her. You might even be incredibly successful, but you will never find truth. We said, Pastor Mark, I'm not going to be yoked to any of those kind of people. Well, you yoked to Wall Street. You yoked to your business. I mean, there's no God here. This is your business. Just call your business name out. Call your profession out. Call your bank account. Call your 403. Is that what drives you? How about looks and beauty and exercise and crafts and sports? If what drives me is my golf game, I'm in trouble because I can never find the golf balls that I hit. I'll never be at rest. If you see the guy from the other fairway... Just say, it's got to be Balmer. That's me. I'm looking for it. But here's what we discover. Most people, they're not necessarily following someone else. They're just doing life alone. I don't care how strong you are. You will never do life alone. You can't. It's absolutely impossible. I'm a self-made man. No, you're not. H. Jowett says this. The fatal mistake... For the believer is to seek to bear life's load in a single collar. God never intended man to carry his burden alone. Christ therefore deals only in yokes. A yoke is a neck harness for two. And the Lord himself pleads to be one of the two. He wants to share the labor of any difficult task. The secret of peace and victory in the Christian life is found in putting off the taxing collar of self. Me, and accepting the master's relaxing yoke. You see, what happens in our lives is simply this. Quite often we come to church and the decisions we've made this week, well, they, they really, I mean, we're yoked, we're Christian, we're yoked, we're disciples, we're doing fine. And you say to God, I got this decision and we're going to, I'm going to, young couple, I'm going to get married and I'm looking for a spouse and I'll be back in a little bit, God. I'm going to make some decisions about that or I'm going to make a business change or I'm going to move to another city. And we kind of say, excuse me, God, I'll, I'll be back to you. And we, we go off and we make these changes. And then we come back and we say, okay, I got it made, God. I got the decision all made. And God over here goes, well, who helped you? Well, I didn't need any help. I made it all by myself. That's impossible. It's impossible. Can't work doesn't work. And then we wonder why we're <sighs> burdened, heavy laden. I don't know how you do it. You don't do it successfully. You can't do life alone. Then Jesus says in verse 30, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word easy can be translated fits well. What does that mean? You know, when an ox got fitted for his yoke, they'd take him into a carpenter shop. The carpenter would measure him, work on it, put it on his neck, smooth it, ask him to pull a little bit. Didn't want to hurt the animal's shoulders because that's what the animal did for a living. So this was, this yoke was kind of tailor-made to fit the ox. 
There's an incredible uh, legend, and it's only a legend. It says from all of Galilee and outside of Galilee, people would come to one carpenter shop. It was Joseph and Jesus. And there was a little sign over the carpenter shop that said this, my yokes fit well. It's a legend. But write this down. God's yoke is easy because it fits every one perfect. Uniquely perfect. Jesus was saying that his yoke, if you'll walk with him, it's well fitted for you. It, it feels right. Why? Because it is right for you. When you get yoked with God, it's absolutely perfect. His plan for you is perfect. It fits. And that's why he says, my yoke's easy. And why is the burden light? Because he's the one carrying the burden. You can't carry it yourself. It's impossible. So what do we end with? Simply this. God's promise of rest is contingent on, number one, being confident and trustful in Jesus. And as you turn your life over to Jesus, if he's the one you're yoked with, God's promise of rest comes from being confident and trustful in Jesus, the one we are yoked with. If you're not yoked with Jesus, there will be no easy-fitted lifestyle. It won't fit. It won't work. It will never bring satisfaction. His yoke is easy compared to religion. His burden is light compared to my human effort trying to be right with God. I can stop all of that. He who began a good work in me, he's going to complete it. We know that as I work together with him in my life, if I'm yoked with God, everything I need, he provides. And any situation that we're going down through life together, God's there. All things eventually will work together for good. You see, if I don't do that, then I'm filled with worry and burden. Worry drains life out of me. What is life to be like if we have a yoke? Well, this little cheerleader this week. She was a little cheerleader and she fell 15 feet and broke a vertebra during her exercise as a cheerleader. And what happened was they tied her down, as you, can, as you imagine. They put her head in a lock and she just can't move. The only thing that's free is her arms. As they're wheeling her out of the arena, the band is playing a song that they're used to cheering with for the team. Notice what she does as she's being taken off. She's cheering. The only thing she can move is her arms. You know how someone must be? again, the terrible life, the horrible thing, whatever I'm worried about. She's cheering. And I went, that's exactly the way I want to finish life. Doesn't matter what it is. If I'm yoked with God, I don't have to worry. And I can have his strength pouring through my veins. Who are you yoked to? Jesus gave three invitations altogether to those who had been rejecting him. He invited them to come to him for salvation. He invited them to take up his yoke, to be joined with him in discipleship. And he invited them to learn from him. In today's message, Pastor Mark reminded us that this was to be a lifelong opportunity to learn from Jesus. Who better to be yoked to and learning life from than Jesus Christ? Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
There's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Jesus came to offer us life and He came to make us lifelong learners of Him. Part of that process is learning how to live free from the trappings of dead religion. In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will share with us some important lessons on living free from religious bondage and tradition. Jesus came to set us free, but it's only through a proper understanding of biblical truth that we can experience true freedom and rest. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you, and together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a herd 